Welcome to the Launch University Podcast, turning good intentions into reality in your career, business, and life. Here's your host, Kevin Jennings. Well, everybody, welcome to the Launch University Podcast. This is a little bit different. Kevin, it's a little noisier I'm, than typical. I'm what, where are we right noisy. now? I feel yeah. the energy, folks. This is great. We are at Plywood Presents 2018, and I'm joined by, first of all, my other mentor on the team, Shane Benson. Shane, how's it going, buddy? Glad to be here. It's Shane, awesome. fresh off fresh off of, of a shift at the job and jo- yeah. changing <laughs> lives. Here, here we are, changing making a lives. difference. One chicken sandwich at a time. <laughs> and um, I'm actually here, so we should have a Launch University booth at the event for the first time ever. Yep. And guess what? We said, can we get Wes Jones... From Honeysuckle Gelato, just give us 40 minutes, 30 minutes of his time while he's at the event as well. And he's here. He is. I made it. Welcome, Wes. <laughs> Thank you very much. We're so Thanks glad to have me. you, man. Glad to be awesome. Here. Yeah, so before we jump in, I want to say if you're a first time listener to this podcast, we don't usually do it like this. It's usually not live at an event, but this podcast is really all about helping you, a go getter, become a difference maker. There are people like Wes who are out there, who've launched their ideas out in the world, and they've learned practices, principles that have helped them along the way. We want to give you access to his mind, his team, what they've learned, and bring it to you in this podcast. Yeah. So, Wes, we'll just kick it off to you. What's the Wes Jones story? How did you get in Honeysuckle Gelato? What, get, catch us up. Sure, I'll, I'll try and be as, as brief as possible. Um, I started Honeysuckle Gelato about seven years ago with two very close friends. Uh, one of my business partners, we went to elementary, middle, high school, and college together. Whoa. So we're like brothers. And about 10 years ago, he sold his car, bought a one-way plane ticket to New York City, and just said, I, you know, I, I, I got to live in New York. And we're like, that's great. Your high school girlfriend is there. We know we know why you're going. He's like, no, no. <laughs> that has nothing to, has do, nothing with to it. do with it. That's great. Uh, that, tr- that side of the trip was very successful. He... He, they are now married. They just had their third kid wow. uh, three or four months ago. So that was a, a very successful calculated risk on his part. But when he got there, he called me about a week later and said, you know, I found this job. I'm going to make gelato for a while. It's hands-on. You know me. I love being hands-on. And, you know, it'll just it'll kind of be something fun. And I was like, that's great. You know, glad you're going to be having fun. And, you know, I don't know if you'll do this forever. Of course, you know, we were getting close to 30. I was like, hey, man. You know, you can't just make gelato your whole life, can you? And the next thing I know, he's visiting Atlanta, you know, a bunch just to come home. And I'm visiting New York a bunch because, you know, he's he's like a brother to me. And uh, he'd always make gelato in his, in his parents' kitchen when he'd visit. He bought a little tabletop machine. And we were like, man, this is just great. This is so much fun. <laughs> you know, there's something about being around a table and eating food with, you know, with Especially when it's family. like ice cream related. Especially, yeah, <laughs> I exactly. love that. Yeah, you know, have a Chick Fil A sandwich and some gelato. That's all you need. Yeah. Right. That completes uh, my life. Yeah, <laughs> but we, you know, at first it was a joke. We were like, oh, we always thought it'd be fun to start a business together, and we we're like, oh, this maybe it's gelato, ha ha ha. And then we we looked around the city in the southeast, said nobody in the southeast is is making gelato. You know, a lot of people still didn't know what it was. We still get questions about it, but. We wanted to do something fun and be able to bring a product to our hometown that we thought would would you know just make for a great time. All right, if can nothing you else. hit the pause right sure. there? Just I'm so fascinated. So you're literally in your kitchen. You're sitting there going, "Okay, let's start our own business." Yeah. Like in your mind, how did what was the first step of that? Because I I guarantee there's people out there listening to this podcast going, "So what do you do next?" I sure. Mean, I'm I mean, curious. I think the 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 first step in any process is convincing yourself that it's the right thing to do. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah. You know, at first, like I said, we kind of joked about it. But, you know, once we realized that there was opportunity there, 
you know, we had to ask ourselves the questions of like, what's the best way for us to start this business? You know, what? we didn't have a lot of money. At that time, food trucks were popular. So we said, you know what, this is a great way for us to, with, with limited resources, start a business, get our brand out there, test our product, get some cash flow going almost immediately that can help fund what we ultimately want to make out oh, of this business. Oh, that's so good. So we, it's, like, it's like a prototype that's got cash flow. Absolutely. The, the food truck does, and that way you can kind of test out what you're doing. At the same time, that cash flow is offsetting maybe some of the expenses of the equipment. Absolutely, so. absolutely. So that was our way of, of starting. We kind of <laughs> got sucked into the food truck world, in my opinion, a little longer than we, than we probably should have because we always wanted to be a brand that people could get at a restaurant or at a grocery store and we always we and we have since then but we've always also wanted to open our own retail stores so mm. the food truck was a perfect way for us to get the brand out there test stuff out and it did allow us kind of a great transition and gave us a great story to be able to pitch places like Pont City Market where our where our retail store is now you know we had a little bit of credibility i do think it can be tough for people to convince themselves of like hey you know like Who's going to take me seriously? But yeah. if you make that jump, people are going to take you seriously. You know, mm. I mean, I think that's that's an important lesson to learn is it's going to be tough. You know, it, it might not be that immediate success that you're hoping to, to have. You know, we're kind of hoping to be a, a 10-year overnight success. You know, yeah. we've got three more years to get there. Yeah. But uh, you know, really convincing yourselves. I that love the way you said that, a 10-year overnight, overnight success. Yeah. There's wisdom in that, folks. Yes, I hope you're listening to that. It's really, really good. And, and, and the fact that that's an aspiration, right? That just says a lot about where you two are. And I, and I think that's kind of my thing. You, you said earlier, you said, we first asked ourselves, once we, once we identified there was opportunity there, I would love to ask you, like, how did you two come to understand that there was opportunity there? I mean, was it just because your your, your friend had, in your, in your partner, obviously, was making gelato in New York for years? Or like, how did you say, there's opportunity here in gelato? Well, we both grew up here in Atlanta. We, we have a third business partner as well that we picked up uh, as we were just starting to think about this. And the opportunity came in the form of just looking around and saying, nobody in Atlanta is making gelato. There's one gelato shop that the city's had for 20 years. Wow. And that's it. And Atlanta's a big town. Yeah, you know, it is. Atlanta, Which is kind of surprising. Geographically, yeah. there's... It's, it's very spread out. So a city can survive with two competing gelato shops. <laughs> you know, those two businesses can also, can also succeed yeah. you know, without having uh, you know, too much uh, blood in the water, if you will. Yeah. You know, there wasn't a lot of competition at that point. So it was like early on, I'm assuming the two, the three, of, was it three of you at yes. the time? Okay. So the three of you, you had to wear a lot of different hats. Like and we still do, do, yeah. I, I was going to say, like, how do you guys determine who does what? Is it just based on strength set? Do you go out and do third party? Or do you primarily try and do, like, your marketing and those type of things sure. yourself? Sure. Initially, it was trying our best to play to our strengths, but also just pitching in wherever we had to. Obviously, J Jackson, my uh, childhood friend, he's the one with the production experience. So it was natural. Hey, man, you're the product guy. This is what you do. I was just, I just finished up business school. So I thought I was just super smart and prepared to run a business. <laughs> I was like, I got this, you guys. You know, I'll, I'll do all, you know, all the, the, the business stuff. And our third partner, who's probably smarter than the two of us combined, did a lot of our marketing and sales work. But when we were on the food truck, a lot of it was 
hey, let's go get the truck out and scoop gelato. Sales. Yeah. Everybody's just, selling. <laughs> selling, yeah. Just selling and scooping. Yeah. Yeah. But selling as we, and scooping. Yeah. I love it. As we've grown. That's how you build a 10-year overnight success exactly, right there. Exactly. Amen. A whole lot of scoops. Yeah, a lot of scoops. But as we've grown, you know, I, I think it's important to identify the the companies you can partner with to outsource certain things and, and identify where your most important hires will be, internal hires. Because oh, yeah. there, are, there are a lot of things that can be, especially for small businesses that can and should be outsourced. You know, you don't need to hire, you know, an in-house accounting person. Yeah. You know, you don't necessarily need to hire an in-house social media only person. You know, yeah. you can outsource those, find great partners and understand your business that you can, for, you can talk for to. For small business owners out there, folks getting started, do you have a recommended kind of first hire? Like when you think back on your first hire, where did, where did you go to? Because I love the way you said that, like social media, third party, accounting can be third party. But for you, what was that first hire? What role did you hire to? The first and second and third hires were all production. You know, so we're, we're a product company. Yep. Um, in order for us to push more products, we got to be able to make more product. Yeah. And I think, you know, especially starting a business, you're not going to have any better salespeople than yourself and your, your and partners. Your product. Yeah. yeah. You know, so the selling was always something we knew we had to do as a group because mm-hmm. nothing says I believe in my product more than the owner showing up and saying, I'm here to to let you try my product, to tell you our story. I want you to you yeah. know, know that you're going to have the personal touch from the owners. Mm. But if we're out there doing that, got to have the product. Right. Come on. Yeah, so got to have the product made. seven years? You're in seven yes, years in? Seven okay. years. Tell us, how's the business going? What are some of the challenges? What are some, some of the successes that you've had up to this point? Sure. I mean, I think there, there are new challenges every day, for sure. It's certainly challenging to, to find the right team. And I think... You know, it's taken us a while to, to do that. But right now, you know, I, I would consider that a success. We've got a great group of people on our team that really love what they're doing, love our products, love our culture. Mm. But that takes time. You know, I, I think you really have to identify what you want your business to look like before you can just go say, hey, we need, you know, a salesperson. And you go hire a salesperson because their resume looks good. You know, you got to make sure that that salesperson is invested in what you're doing um, that anybody you hire is invested in what you're doing so that is a that's a I don't want to say a constant struggle but certainly at the beginning something that's hard hard to do Kevin's literally raising I, I, right I, because, 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 that means I'm talking too I know, much no no okay. no no it's because I mean I'm a customer of Honeysuckle Gelato but so long before I got connected with Wes my wife and I went to Pond City Market and we went to a couple restaurants there and went to Honeysuckle we loved it so much we went the next weekend and the next weekend and the I love next it. weekend. Keeping the lights and, on and, for me. And, and, I appreciate hey, that. Happy to, happy to support. Yeah. And so I, and I really enjoyed it. And so then my brother and one of my best friends from New York came into town or Chicago. He, my brother, my sister-in-law, we all went, took them there. And so I'm a fan. But I also know this. Because of what you do, you employ younger people. Yes. Right? I mean, I mean you're, you're not, you're not, the average 45-year-old, 50-year-old is not who's going to be full, you know, who's working at, uh, you know, at an ice cream shop or a gelato shop. And so for me... And same thing with you know Shane and Chick Fil A and the team there. We say someone who's invested in what we're doing, and then they're high schoolers or college students who are in town for the summer, or you know, like that's a very unique challenge. They bought in, and you're this age. Yeah. Now I know that's not all production side, you know, but right. I, but I'm curious here, just like the thought process around that as well, like getting a younger people 
to, who, who might be there short term to buy in? Uh, that's that's a good question. Um, <laughs> we've got some great kids on our staff that actually we have a couple people that have been there since we opened our retail store, which has been almost three years now. That's wow. amazing, um, man. You know, there are certain Congrats. schools we love here in town where we know if you get into this school, you, you know, you're probably going to make for a good employee because you've worked hard. You continue to work hard. Wow. And then we look at some of our best employees as, as well have been college athletes. You know, they understand what it's like to work, you know, as a team in a high pressure environment. You know, I don't want to say scooping gelato is high pressure, but it's, <laughs> yeah, you know, there's yeah. a lot of people coming through on the weekend. So we want to make sure that we have people that are going to be up for that challenge because it's not a job where you're just going to sit there and do right, nothing and get a work. paycheck. I feel um, like you've really touched on two things. Sure. You've really, especially early on, you focused on a craveable product, and then you're creating a craveable culture. If we hope you, so. It, if you tough. have those two things, that can really create success, at least in this example, I think it's critical. you got to have a great product, and you got to have a great culture, and then those things combined can create some momentum. Yeah, we hope so. I mean, we love to. I'd love to get some feedback from the Chick-fil-A person over here because you know that's the type of culture we want to have and quite frankly we're not there yet gotcha. and it is something we're trying to consistently work on uh, my business partners and I created a little booklet we call table manners and it goes through our core values what we've what we expect out of our employees what they should expect out of us and I try to sit down with everybody after they're hired and say hey this is who we are this is your booklet to keep I want you, you know, I walk through it with them and I say, I, I do want you to take this seriously. I do want you to understand, you know, why these are our core values and why I expect this out of not just you, but but me and what you should expect out of me and, and ask me for. Um, and I do think because we have college kids and, and we're a small company, it's, you know, it's easy for us to get in front of our employees right now. We have one shop, you know, so there's not, 2,000 locations across the country where we have to try and replicate that culture quite yet. Well, <laughs> this, and this is a good lesson for anybody. I mean, whether it's your own business or you're running a team, I mean, the leader sets the expectation. They set the standard. I love how you said you sit down with literally everybody that comes in and you talk about what the standards are. You talk about right. the culture that you want to have as a team. Same holds true for any team, right? You sit down, Absolutely. you have that conversation, and that, that's, a, that's a key to a great start. Yeah, right. and one of the things, I mean, I, I mean, for those who are listening, right, Wes is very eloquent, but he's also very humble, and the reality is most people, from my experience, as a small business that finally sit down and kind of document things, it's because something went wrong, right? They had one employee that caused a little bit of pain, and you're like, oh, we got, we got, we have, to lock, we have to lock this in because we have to prioritize something other than sales and scaling because we have to tighten this up because we don't, we're not getting a consistent experience. Now, I'm not asking you to expose that, but I am curious, was there something that, like I said, hey, now's the time? Because I understand that as a small business, that's, that's a, that feels like a, can feel like sideways energy different depending on the season of the sure. organization. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there, there are two sides to that answer. One is certainly, you know, we were at a certain point when we were when we were growing where we were hiring out of necessity mm -hmm. and not looking at the bigger picture of like, who do we need to fill this position? We were looking at it from the perspective of we need to fill this position. And and it, you know, we went through a couple people that weren't the right fit for our, our organization and our culture because we just said we need we need a person. Yeah. We need a person. So, you know, like if you walk through the store warm and, body. And, yeah. And, and that was a hard lesson to learn. Yeah. And, and you know, you don't 
hopefully not everybody learns that lesson that way. So sure. there, there was that side of it. The other side is we are looking to grow a lot faster over the next three years than we have over the past three. And a lot of that growth is going to require, or <clears throat> we hope a lot of that growth is going to mean shops outside of the city and the state. Yeah. And if we don't really take a, a good hard look at our culture and how we hire and who we want to hire, you know, we're going to be in trouble when That's we open good. in Charlotte and Nashville and yeah. Charleston and Savannah and all these other places that I'm not going to be able to, I can, I can be at our shop in five minutes from our office. Wow. I can't drive to Charlotte, you know, at 10 a.m. on a Tuesday because something went wrong. Yeah. You know, I have, I have kids and stuff that I have to worry about here. I can't yeah. just always right. pick up and, and, and be there. So, so let's think about, um, as we think about the audiences listening, what would be some advice to some folks? What, what, when you look back and you say, hey, I would recommend you should do X, whatever X is to be successful. If you're starting out, think about this. And then also think about, and if it were me, I would be careful of this. Like, what are those two things? What would you suggest? It's a suggestion and then maybe some helpful tips. I, I mean, I, I think really... It, it might feel like a, a cheesy exercise when you go through it, but really defining what your core values are going to be as a company. Hmm. Not just, hey, I, I, you know, we have this idea, we've got this cool product, and we're going to go do it. You know, what what problem are you solving, and how are the how is your culture a part of solving that problem? Hmm. Oh, that's good. Um, and that that's tough, and it, it it does it can feel cheesy or, or like it's something you're just supposed to do when you get started but if you don't do it you're gonna you're gonna wake up five years down the road hopefully you'll still be in business and if you are you might have this you know say you have 50 employees and you realize your entire culture is not what you envisioned and and you don't see your business growing the way it should grow mm-hmm. you know you have 50 people there that have been working with you for a while yeah how, how do you change that culture yep. yeah you know how, how do you well, you know what that's, I love about this, too, question. is it's, I mean, a lot of folks may be listening to this and go, well, I'm not starting my own business. That same principle holds true if you're leading. Like, yeah, right. what's the problem you're trying to solve as a leader, yes. and what is my culture going to do to if help you me have do that? Any, what if you culture have any am I employees under you or if you yes, have any, absolutely. you know, teammates that are, that are sitting beside you on projects, you're part of your own business, whether it's... Whether you're the one signing the checks or not, it doesn't matter. You yeah, are right. you are Great running point. a business. Great yeah, point. Um, you know, first, first you said you said core values. We also said the problem you're solving. I want to go back to that one more time. We, we we harp on this all the time on this podcast, but I think you said this. You kind of said it so comfortably. To me, problem equals mission, right? The minute we have a problem we're trying to solve, we have we have something we can galvanize around. What is the mission of Honeysuckle Gelato? What is the, what is the problem you're solving? Well, I, I think it's best answered by our core values. You know, we, we did start the business because we saw the opportunity to make a great Southern gelato. People in the South did, you know, still might be afraid of the word. So we want to create flavors that, that people are comfortable with. It'll draw them to us. Sure. And, and if they see the word gelato, they're not like, oh no, I can't do that. But, but our core values are to spread joy, you know, and, and then it's quality teamwork and integrity and passion, mm-hmm. you know, so that's, our mission really is to spread joy, hmm. and the the rest of the core values fall underneath that. Wow, I and love it's, that. You know, we make a fun product. You know, yeah, we make yeah, something that you're supposed That's to share, great. share with friends. We make something that you know, 
You're gonna eat it if you're happy. You're gonna eat it if you're sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah so you know? true. And so if you're true. sad, and it should you're bring getting, joy. And it should bring joy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So go back to. So what would be one piece of advice? Say, you know what? We did this. I probably wouldn't do this. I wouldn't recommend yeah. if you're starting something. I, I think if you're starting your own business, and I heard this when I got started, and I did not heed this advice. However much money you think you need, double it. <laughs> um, oh, that's great. And and just. Uh, the other, don't outside, underestimate the resources. Don't, don't, underestimate, to get don't underestimate what you need to get this started. And and the other side is, it took me a long time to learn that if you don't have balance in your life, you're not going to be very successful. I when we started, my business partners and I, we worked all the time, and it took me getting to the point where I said, if I don't cut myself off at a certain time every day and go spend time with my wife, go spend time with my friends and my family then I'm just going to go crazy. And as soon as we kind of made that collective decision as a group, we started doing better. You, wow. you know, as a business owner, there's always work to be done. Yeah, there's so always work to be done. And if you don't sit down at the beginning of every day and say, these are the things I have to get done, I need I need to do three things today. It's, it's these three. If I get these done by noon, what are the other things I can do? And try and, and, try and do those until you've reached that comfortable time of, you know what, I need... I can continue working on this until the morning, but I'm going to go home. I'm going to decompress. I'm going to be with the ones I love, and then I'll get back at it tomorrow. Because you can work nonstop. And that was my hardest lesson was learning to say, I'm going home. It's 5 o'clock. I'm going home. You know, I I once heard an author talk about how the reason you don't take words across the entire piece of paper is because your mind needs margin to process things, right? <laughs> right. That's why there's That's margins. A, uh, right? I Same like thing that. for you. That's what I hear you saying. is like creating that margin allows you the kind of time you need to think about the business because otherwise you're just working on the work. You're not thinking about your work and thinking about the business. So Absolutely. those are great, great messages and reminders. That's awesome. So, I, so I, I mean, first of all, you got to say something, Wes? No, I'm good. Okay. I, I, I did want to ask you if there were some resources that you personally feel like impacted your journey that either you wish you got earlier, you're happy you got them, but you want to pass that resource along, what would they be? I would love for you to kind of empower whoever's listening. Go to Plywood Presents. I'll give a plug for that. <laughs> I, I've come for a few years now, and it's. I always leave this event with, uh, one, a ton of motivation. If, yeah. if nothing else, you will be motivated yeah. to go work hard and, and work smart. There's some great resources that are free in the state of Georgia. We've worked with the University of Georgia Small Business Development Center. Wow. Oh, that's um, great. And they do some great consulting work for people that are uh, that have, that are starting businesses or have run businesses for a while where you don't have to go spend, you know, $10,000 on yeah. it. It's completely free. And then take the time to to meet with other business owners. Ask them what their struggles are, how they've tackled those struggles. Uh, the, your best resource is going to be fellow entrepreneurs and business owners. I meet with a group of uh, a few other food business owners every six to eight weeks. We meet for three hours. Everybody has That's a few awesome. minutes to say, this is what we're working on. This is what I need help with. How have you tackled this issue? There's not a meeting that any of us leave or we haven't walked away with something that truly benefits our business. Wow. Wow. So, That's um, great. You know, well, first of all, thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, of course. I mean, I think um, there are a couple of things I took, I took away with, well, a lot of things actually, but one of the things I really loved and appreciated was you all saying, hey, I, I clearly heard 
we have the end in mind. We came in, yeah. We are, we are, we know we, we, from the from the from the food truck to the you know to our current spot, and us thinking about the future in Charlotte and other opportunities. We knew where we were going, and I think and I think sometimes as launchers, we have a vision, and we want to be at step seven or eight or nine on day one. And I just I really admire and appreciate, and I'm really encouraged by how intentional you all have been to say it's okay to go food truck to retail location. And intentionally start saying from day one the retail, we're going to prepare ourselves with the systems, the culture we need to say this can go beyond us and beyond this one location. Well, and, and I love the fact that it really hit me. It's like there's two things that I heard you say, which were really strategic relationships. Partner with Absolutely. other people that are in the same space or trying to launch something and learn from each other. You, you said, right. I never walked away without learning something. Strategic right. relationships. The other thing you said is strategic resources. Like, tap into some resources. You know, University of Georgia. I mean, honestly, it's a great plug for Launch University. I mean, right. all we're trying to do is literally connect launchers with other launchers because oftentimes you're just one step away from that next idea and you just Absolutely. need a resource. And so, that's what we try to do at Launch University is provide some of those resources, but strategic relationships, get connected yep. with people, and strategic resources. Yeah. And so ask, ask for help. Always ask yeah. for help. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And All if right. you're going to do it, you might as well meet at Pond City Market and have some honeysuckle that's gelato right. right there. I think that's, <laughs> that's a good awesome. yeah. plug right there. It's scientifically proven to make you smarter. Yeah, so, it'll bring joy know. in your life, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, so, so if people want to find out about honeysuckle gelato, where do they go? How do they taste some? Sure. The easiest thing, if you're in Atlanta, is come visit us at Pont City Market. We are looking to open more retail stores, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Honeysuckle Gelato, and then our website is also HoneysuckleGelato.com. And for awesome. those of you that aren't fortunate enough, I'm having some at the after party tonight. So there it thank is. you very there much, Wes. Of course. Appreciate that. Yeah. Well, hey, thank you again for listening to the Launch University podcast. On behalf of Jeff Henderson, our other mentor, David Farmer, Shane Minson, and myself, we're happy you listened. Um, we want every episode to be like this one, where we have someone who is in the middle of the trenches. I mean, they're in it. They're, you know, as I said, they're they're on their way to being their ten-year overnight success. <laughs> Love and, it. And we, we want you to have that same experience. And it's really, like you said, it's connecting. And what we know is, for some of you, you may not have that network already built. But if you're willing to sit down with us, just thirty minutes, forty-five minutes a week. You can get access to Wes. You can get access to Chef Ford Fry. We're trying to do our part to bring these people to you because we know everyone doesn't have the access. So that's a big part of it. So if you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, tune in. We want to make sure you can grow on the go, and that happens easiest by automating this process for you, right? The second thing we want you to do is leave a rating or review on iTunes. Let us know we can get better. We believe feedback is your friend. You're, you're part of our community, so you can help us grow by helping us know what we can do to better serve you. And the last thing we can do is you can actually, you know, call us. We actually have a phone number. We actually have a, on our website, if you go to launchuniversity.com forward slash question, that's youniversity.com forward slash question. We have a phone number. You can leave a voicemail on our website. We want to start answering your questions. As we kind of put a good, get a group together, get our voicemail kind of full, we're going to do a Q&A episode. We're going to answer your questions. We want to give you customized, personalized help. Um, and the last thing I get is what? Oh, yeah. So we have show notes. So, Wes, 
mentioned some resources. He mentioned his, yep. his company. We're going to link to that in the website. If you just go to launchuniversity.com forward slash podcast, you get all the show notes as a full summary. So if you're driving right now, do not write this down. You know, <laughs> if, if you're working out right now, keep running on the treadmill. We've done our part to make sure you have a summary of all the great takeaways that we got from Wes today on our website. And with that, Wes, just thank you again for being here with us, yeah, buddy. Thank you, Thank Wes. you, guys. Appreciate this was a man. pleasure. Yeah, thank Good you so much. Good luck with your business. Thank you very right. much. You. Yeah, you too with Chick-fil-A. Thank, I thank think you. you guys are going to make it. <laughs> yeah. So until next time, take care and we hope to have you join us next time on the Launch University Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Launch University Podcast. We hope it's helped you move from go-getter to difference maker. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. For more helpful resources, visit launchuniversity.com.